Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're talking again. A body swapping. Hi, I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Lucy Thomas. I'm Brendan Levi. And we are the swap. <laughs> and we are the Swapcast podcast. Every episode, we watch an entry in the buddy swap movie genre and break it down for you. Except today, because it's time for another tenuous swap episode. So, on our main show, each of us always recommend a piece of media that is tenuously linked with the film we review on that episode. So now we have forced one of our co-hosts to watch one of our recommendations. So today we will be looking at the 2020 reboot of Saved by the Bell, the indie comedy Band-Aid, and the Cameron Crowe romantic comedy Singles. As always, we love to hear from our listeners, so slide into our DMs on Insta, send us an email at theswapcastpodcast at gmail.com, or chuck us a review on iTunes so we can get to 100 reviews and do an episode on Face Authority. Lucy, I think you need to like, Go back into the studio and do like an explainer song for this segment, just so Paul doesn't have to say that every time. I think that's a great idea. I'd love to do that. Awesome. Um, I love singing. This really is going to lead into my um, talking about the film I had to watch. Can't wait. Well, you'll have to wait because first up the rank is Brendan. He was given the 2020 <laughs> reboot of Saved by the Bell by me. You can just always tell, like, Paul, like, put it first in the description of the episode. He's like, you know, and you're going first. <laughs> He's so excited. <laughs> Are you ready to shatter his dreams? <laughs> Lucy, have you watched this? Like, Yeah, I have. Oh, okay. Because my, my assumption was Paul forced me to because nobody's watched this and he wants someone to talk to him about it. Has, no, is no, this no. Like he's trying to do popular? that to me. He's trying to do that to me with um, High School Musical. I haven't got there yet, but um, no, I, I did watch this. <laughs> All right. So Brendan was given the 2020 reboot of Saved by the Bell by me in our freaky episode. In what was the, the connection? Uh, so the guy that plays Zach Morris is the guy at the start of Freaky that gets the um, champagne bottle shoved in his mouth. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, in this follow-up series to the 1990s sitcom, a group of California low-income high school students are transferred to the Pacific Palisades wealthy Bayside High following a program by California Governor Zach Morris. I recommended this to Brendan because I really enjoyed it and I thought it was a lot better than what you'd expect to Save by the Bell reboot to be and I know that he just didn't want to give it any kind of chance because it was a Saved by the Bell reboot. So very fair. This was yes. My, yes. So this was my way of forcing him to watch it, um, in the hopes that he would be like, you know what, I wouldn't have given this a chance, but I actually loved it. Is this is this maybe the reason for the podcast? This is like an elaborate <laughs> ruse to be like, I have Brendan in a position where I can make him watch literally anything I want him to. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it has four years was leading up to this moment. That's why you, you instead of giving everyone like good movie uh suggestions to watch, you're like stacking the books with like <laughs> zombies too and stuff. <laughs> so what did you think, Brandon? Of what? Say by the bell. <laughs> Building the tension. Um I, I I I I enjoy some of it. Uh, that's how I'll put it. There's some really okay. like funny gags, um, some really fun characters, um, and then there's also like this real like bummer side to it where it's like uh, I'm just it's very uh, cheesy. The 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 sort of like I guess moral or uh, underlying themes are very like not underlying. They're very on the nose and. It's a bit like, uh, yeah, I get it. Like, anyway. So, yeah. yes, I had some mixed feelings about it. Okay. So, overall positive? <laughs> 50-50. I hate to say it, but I, I think I, I yeah, I, I enjoyed yeah. it en- enough. I may continue watching it if there's nothing else to watch. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, I know, like, I've been over your house and I know that you and in, you and your wife love Betty Rock, and you just continuously rewatch that show over and That's over again. That's all much, yeah. And and this is from Tracy Wigfield, who was a showrunner on Thirty Rock, and she was a showrunner on Great News, the follow up, which I know you guys enjoyed as well. Mm. So, mm-hmm. um, did you see that kind of DNA in the show? And did you also think this was something that Katrina would enjoy as well? Did you try to show it to her? She watched it with me. I feel like. I'm being more generous than she would about the show. She really, it, uh, something about it didn't grate with her. And she was just mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> 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 but I can see what you're talking about. And I think the uh, Bellevue Heights, is that what it's called? Is that the name of the school? Uh, like the rich school, Bayside yeah. High. Bayside High. Yeah. Bellevue Heights. Yeah. Bellevue Heights is like an actual <laughs> suburb where we live. Is it a wealthy suburb? <laughs> Not really, Sounds- no. It's near my old high school. <laughs> <laughs> Look, like, that side of things, I feel like there's actually, like, I, I, I loved hanging out with those characters. They're, like, mm-hmm. two-dimensional, they're dumb, and... There's a lot of good jokes going around and it was just, it was, it was a lot more, I don't know, uh, it was a big, better laugh. Like, what's the, yeah. what's the principal's name? Yeah, John Michael Higgins is the actor and he's playing a uh, Principal Todman. Like, obviously having him in anything, I feel like I, for some reason I just am into it. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I, I think he's hilarious. Like, best in show um to great news like and everything he's in between like i think he's always a high point of whatever is in sure yeah and so having him as the principal there's some great gags there um but then like uh what's the what's the main character what's her name i can't remember let me uh daisy daisy like yeah just always complaining and and like being like like annoyed and then i'm like i just want to hang out and have dumb laughs with the 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 bill so what you're saying is you're deliberately choosing not to care about societal issues (laughs) and that you're not a woke person (laughs) i I know what the show's about (laughs) i know my take you're like i like hanging out with the dumb people it was funny the dumb rich people yeah (laughs) 
Look, I'm totally with you, Brendan. Like, I, I really love the show, but the highlight is the dumb Bayside kids. They are the the highlight because it's just fun to be around them. They're attractive completely, and stupid completely. and well dressed. But don't you think that the other characters, like the new the new kids, mm-hmm. they're the only thing that makes the reboot possible? Like, it just would have been. If it, if yeah. we're just stuck, because that's what makes it work is the fact yes. that this this weird time warp of like these people who have not a care in the world, like presenting that like eighties like TV show sort of style, but basing it in reality and actually having like this clever way of doing it. It's like, of course, this is like real life for them. They're all rich. They're white, and everything's like handed to them on a platter. Like, um. So like there is a lot of clever cleverness in that, but and yeah, without without the actual like you know Daisy, I do like what's his name? Is it Devante or something? Yeah, yeah, Devante. Yeah, like he's actually a laugh. I love having like seeing him. Yeah, without these characters, there's there's nothing to actually like. What Ground would you say? Show. It'd be like they're the straight man in a in a comedy act. Like there needs to be someone, but they're just always pointing out the dumb stuff, and I'm like, yeah, that's. That's what it's like. Someone telling, like, telling you why, a jo- like, what a joke is. And you're like, yeah, I was already laughing. You didn't need to tell me the joke. <laughs> yeah, I like. I think out of the three, like, because the show centers around like three kids from a poor school that have to come to the rich school, and the main character Daisy, she is a bit of a buzzkill. But I feel like Aisha and Devante, the other two characters, are a lot stronger than her and a lot more likable than her. But but it is fun that she also gets paired up with the worst of them, which is what is it, Mac? Is it yeah, Mac, Mac yeah. Morris. Yeah, so <laughs> they they complement each other well. How much if your name is Zach and you have a child called Mac? <laughs> like that's child services. Like <laughs> <laughs> while you're watching it, did you have? Any memories of the original Saved by the Bell? Did you get any of the callbacks or get mm. who any of the older characters were? Like the face of the familiar, and uh, like is, I feel, I feel like only three of the people. I like I, that was yeah, that was the thing. I I don't think I actually grew up watching this and actually following along. Like I feel like I caught like episodes at three a.m. when I was in my teens or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's not a nostalgia thing for me, so I d- I'm not sure if it is for you guys. Like, did you guys grow up watching it? I definitely did, but I wasn't like, oh my god, I can't wait to like revisit this because like it wasn't. It's not like Degrassi. It's not like when Degrassi Next Generation came out, <laughs> which has Drake in it. Like, come on. Has that? How many reboots has uh, Degrassi have? Um, is it still going? I think so. Yeah. It's like endless reboots. Okay. Um, Kevin Smith yeah. had a cameo on Degrassi. <laughs> Kevin Smith like directed, directed wrote, yeah. wrote and directed yeah. Degrassi. Because he loves it. <laughs> Let's talk about Degrassi. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely grew up watching the show, so I appreciated all the callbacks. I mean, I don't have like an encyclopedic knowledge of the show, but I definitely used to watch it growing up. Yeah, so. but look, it's just like I know he's passed away now, but it's nothing without Screech. So, uh, so Lucy, what do you think of, like, what were your overall thoughts on this show? I was kind of like Brendan. Like, it wasn't perfect for me, but it, there was definitely some fun gags and, like, I, I enjoyed it and, you know, I watched it all uh, not under duress. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was fun. Like, yeah, yeah. you know. 
Like Lexi has some good laughs. Like mm. Mac has. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's some good times to be had here. And like I said, like if I call myself like ah, oh, I just want to sort of zone out. It might be something I'll, I'll I'll continue to watch. But at this point, there's some uh, banger shows coming around. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I feel like these kind of like half an hour. Like just yeah, easygoing yeah. shows, they aren't as common as they should be. So I do appreciate this. Yeah, the twenty like, twenty minute sitcom seems to be like fading yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, and the ones that are around aren't that great. So I think this is actually a step above a lot of the ones that are on on the air at the moment. Meanwhile, are you t- digging at Girls Five ever? <laughs> yeah, I would put I this way it. above Girls Five ever. But no. um, that- <laughs> shots fired. I'm gonna be famous forever. Speaking of singing, can we talk about the theme song and how they ruined it? Yeah, I, why does that? Why does that? How did happen? they make it worse? Like it was already but a it's banger. Someone, it's someone famous that's done it, isn't it? Isn't it like Tiger or someone? I'm sure it's someone big. You're talking to me, mate. Tiger, whatever his name is. Oh, also, can I also just say, like, ha- has this ever been done well? It's like the Sex in the City movie. It, like, why would you need to rewrite the theme and put Wait, Fergie Fer- in it? Shopping for labels, shopping for wait, love. Is there? Oh. Wait, Sex in the City has lyrics? It never did, <laughs> but in the movie, the Fergie. Put are, are those to legit it. The, the lyrics? What were they? Shh. Shopping, shopping for, for labels, shopping for love. It's um, like, <laughs> un- it's so, it's just like unreasonably bad. Um, like- it was, sorry, the, the, the Saved by the Bell reboot was done by Little Yachty. Oh, you know, Little Yachty. <laughs> His, he is big, he's a big rapper. Or whatever. <laughs> that he, way he, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's like, doesn't know a thing about like a white man with sunglasses and a 80s guitar because that original <laughs> song was way better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, they should have just kept the original. Let's let's talk theme songs. Like, is there like a, a Degrassi. theme song that you're like, this is actually like an awesome like song and I want to like listen to it all the time? The Portlandia theme song? The Buffy theme song. <laughs> That's Offspring, isn't it? No, it's Nerf Herder. It's like a shredding. It's very. I feel like it's uh, very outside of your usual listening repertoire. You yeah, you're I mean? not cool. You know, <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did you have a, a theme song you wanted to bring up, Brendan? Um, I want to give a shout out to the miraculous Melops from. There's like a kid show by the Australian TV network in like the 1990s. Like I remember watching it. I don't remember the theme song. Oh, everyone, look it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you want me to sing it? No. Some yes. things um, in life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would be remiss to mention the a uh, big highlight of Saved by the Bell for me, which is the character of Jamie Spano. Who, as you guys know, I Is love someone who had their shirt off. Like, I love a dumb shirtless hot guy. <laughs> yes, that's and he is the dumbest. He is the most shirtless, shirtless. and he is and he is the hottest <laughs> of any show in twenty twenty. Or for, I can't even remember the last time there was such a hot dumb guy. So, just <laughs> ten out of ten. And the guy that played him, um, Joe, is actually one dumb. of his. 
Wait, what? No, he donated one of his kidneys to a stranger just to be nice. Weirdo. Take a day <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually the best person on earth. Take so, a day anyway. off. That's just. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, did you think this was better than Freaky? Uh, no, I I enjoyed, but Freaky was really good. So I'm not I'm not yeah being like harsh here. So well, I'm I'm glad that you got some enjoyment out of it. That's all I wanted. So uh, next up is Lucy, who was given the film Band Aid by Brendan. Mm -hmm. on our Bad Johnson episode. Mm -hmm. In Band-Aid, a couple who can't stop fighting embark on a last-ditch effort to save their marriage, turning their fights into songs and starting a band. So, why did you recommend this film to Lucy, Brendan? Why did I? I think, uh, like, in general, my rule, my, like, sort of when I'm looking at what to give to who, um, I try to give Lucy good ones because I know you'll watch them. And also that Lucy has very little time. And so I'm like, I hopefully... Don't punish me with bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the little time she has. Hopefully it's like, oh, I got arrested. I enjoyed myself. So yeah, we'll see if we got there. So uh, Lucy, do you think this is a film you would have ever watched if it wasn't recommended to you? Um, Probably, definitely. I love Fred Armisen, which we're going to go into in depth shortly. <laughs> Um, he's so, not a main character, by the way. Oh, he's a, okay. yeah, but it's like if yeah. I had seen it, unfortunately, like I hadn't heard of it, like it, you know, it just wasn't on my radar. I don't know. Sometimes, where is a person like me supposed to find these films? You know, if you can't get to the cinema all the time, like where where do I find these sorts of movies? Mm. And it um, hasn't dropped on any like major streaming service in yeah, Australia as yeah. well. So um, yeah, so yeah, because I um had to hire it on Google Play. Um, which I was happy to do. But if I had seen this poster and gone, oh, this has got Fred Armisen in it, oh, and it's about a couple that writes twee songs about their fights, like I definitely would have given that a watch if I had the avenue to find it. Do you know what I mean? Cool. So uh, having watched it now, did you enjoy it? Everyone has to give their opinion on what they think I'm going to say first. I think you really liked it. Uh, I I watched it just because I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't Mm -hmm. seen that in years, so... I like had a really good time with it, and I I would be shocked if you like hated it. So I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna back myself and say, yeah, I think you enjoyed it. Yeah, I really did. The only thing <laughs> was, you know, like a lot of things about it were very triggering for me. Um, <laughs> not in the sense that I'm like in a like crumbling marriage, but just that guy, the guy, the boyfriend, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know I joke about this all the time. I'm like, I think Brendan kind of thinks, you know, like when people are like, oh, my ex is crazy. It's sort of like, maybe you're the problem. But it's like this, I have dated this guy. Like, oh, my God, help me. I've dated this guy. Um, Wait, so, and often so you- that gets my, like, back up and I just hate things on principle and I just want to, like, attack that person. But, yeah, it, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. It it was great. And also I, sometimes I have a problem with um, I think there's so many movies and so much like pop culture is about sort of like it's either about the start or the end of love and, you know, like where are the movies that have young, young <laughs> and, and young families and it's not all like 
dreary and horrible, like where are those sort of success stories? So I do get upset when it's just like, you know, like stressed out mums and, you know, like, you know what I'm, what I'm saying. Locos para cambio. Exactly. Or like, you know, <laughs> this is 40 or something like that. It's sort of like, yeah. why does it always have to be that story over and over? Yeah. Um, like it makes you think that, you know, like that's what's waiting for you. Well, if, if, do we head into spoiler territory in this, in this, uh, yeah, yeah I think for so. For sure. But uh, I, yeah. So I actually think that guy was endearing in the end. Like he was a nightmare. Uh, yeah. No, no, he just is exact. Like I've dated that person, but it's like those kinds of people get me in all sorts of trouble. Yeah, but I, I really liked it. I've got so many things to say. I don't know where to start. Well, should we we'll go spoilers from, from here on out? Yeah? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, we're all saying recommend it? Like, Yeah, for sure. Well, I also watched it, so you don't know if I liked it. <laughs> what did you think? <laughs> Too indie for I, you? I, no. I, I, overall, I would give it like a, like it's a good movie, but I think what holds it back for me is I found it, to be a bit too meandering and uh, like improvised. I would have loved to see a fully scripted version of this film because sometimes I feel like there were certain scenes that kind of felt like they had no point to them and certain conversations or dialogue exchanges that just felt a bit aimless. But overall, I did lo- I like, I love these actors and I you know, I thought the movie was entertaining overall, but I would have loved a more focused version of it. Yeah, that's weird. Like, I, I'm trying to think of the scenes that you, like, do you have an example? Just because I feel well, like... Well, I know Lucy's probably going to be really upset at this, but I thought the weakest parts of the film was anything with Fred Armisen. I didn't, I thought his film, his character felt like it was from a different film. <laughs> I, f- I didn't find the whole, like he's a recovering sex addict and there's these two sexy women that live in his house with him. I just didn't find that to fit in and I didn't find it funny. And I felt those scenes just went on and on. Oh, really? like I found all that stuff really like that, that interaction when they first meet and there's just like those like, long pauses when he's like i'm a drummer and it's like yeah you're just feeling that empty space and that was fine when it was him interacting with the couple by themselves but every time it involved the two sexy girls that other thing i didn't i didn't need that either um but my thing about fred is like fred is a world-class drummer Fred Fred Armisen is my dream man. (laughs) He's really funny. He's really funny and he's really weird and he's like rock and roll, but like he doesn't like brag about it in the way he dresses or it it like he's kind of just like pretty straight laced, but actually like he's so smart and funny and talented and but he's just just like, I'm not going to wear a leather jacket and like have a shitty tattoo. He's just like. Just got my khakis on and uh, like you know it's like yeah i think he's a genius so i love knowing <laughs> i loved knowing that and like i said those scenes weren't my favorite either and like often he yeah. does play the weird kind of dialed in stupid weird character he does it a lot yeah. but also i just loved seeing him like play kind of crappy drums for this band and then just like ripping a huge solo, solo. and he's like <laughs> he's like yeah He's like that. I'm really good, actually. 
<laughs> I just love that. But um, is is that the only thing? Because I, I I don't know. I feel like a lot of the jokes land for me. Like, and also I feel like a lot of the like arguments and all that just felt very oh, no, completely. Yeah, natural this is just, and just uh, like you know, it's good to see my like number three crush out there in a cool a cool film. But you know, like he he's not part of the core story, I guess. Um yeah. I loved and I you know, like I did a bit of research, like just a, a small amount. I'm like, who wrote the music for this and who made this? Like this is Yeah. And it it was the girl, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't love know that, that the first for time her. I watched and it. I'm gonna say the most controversial thing that's ever come out of my mouth to Paul. <laughs> the music in this was so good. Like is it just an album that you can listen to? <laughs> It was better than all the music in A Star Is Born. <laughs> no, nah, I would like fast forward the songs in A Star Is Born, and this I was like, I find the songs, those sorts of songs in movies, are never good. They're never good, in my opinion. Um, and no, this, I, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, yeah I vibe with that style. Particularly that one at the end, like with the drum solo and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was so here for it. And also, like, I love to sing and, like, grew up doing musical things and but was never really in a band and that was always my dream and I just loved the scenes of them sort of mucking around and, like, finding little chord progressions together and them just really enjoying. Like, that was always something that I, I wish I had in my life. So I, I loved seeing that dynamic on screen. I loved it. Yeah, and those scenes really made you root for them as a couple. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like it, the film did strike a really good balance of there were some real adult things in the movie. It wasn't mm. all just like let's write twee songs about our fights about the dishes. Like there was some, you know, real adult things that watching it, you know, you, you know, it was it was interesting to see and like painful and it wasn't just all like surface bullshit. It was there were some real issues in there. The progression of the film, I felt like the rate in which their relationship is is sort of healing and how uh, it's um, being worked on. They're all like very tiny little battles and very tiny little like steps forward, and it just feels a lot more real. And I don't know. I just I just really enjoyed how it, how it came together, and even that little monologue at the end. Um, when you're talking about like his mother's talking about the difference between men and women, um, found a lot of takes on like males and their video games and all this sort of stuff very relatable. And so, yeah, just yeah, uh, what was her name? Zoe Lister. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Round of applause for for the Completely. writing and stuff on this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm I remember talking a lot about what was it called Thunder Road and how he like wrote and directed and starred in it and how crazy mm. that was. Mm. But like this, she like wrote, directed, and produced, she wrote all the music, wrote all the music, and, starred in it. Like, yeah. And, and apparently she usually writes and directs with her partner. And this is the first time she just went out and did one by herself. I love and that. A lot yeah, of people, wow. a lot of people that regard this as, a, as way stronger than the mm. stuff that she was doing with her partner. So holding him back. Yeah. <laughs> um, there were lots of cool little um, cameos as well. Like l- it looks like a lot of people probably were friends of hers who were like, oh, I'll definitely just do a tiny, you know, like the mum, the, the Kirby enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not fucking fat enough already, Jeffrey. <laughs> like that woman. 
um, there was heaps it, of people from was that? Um, New Girl. Yeah, so so, and I feel like all of those people were just like, oh, because she. I think she was on New Girl for a while as well. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Um, Wait, it, was that Colin Hanks? Yes. Yes. I totally didn't didn't realize yeah. that when and, I recommended yeah. it because they also started a TV show together, her and him. Yeah, so oh. I feel like, you know, yeah. she would have been like, oh, I'm doing this thing. And, like, it looks like any yeah. friend that she had was like, oh, I'll definitely do this for you. Like, this is a cool project. I'll, I'll like, lend my five there, minutes or whatever. There was one unfortunate um, cameo, which was Christy yes. Elia. Who, oh, yeah, cancelled. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if you heard about the new um, Zack Snyder film where they digitally removed him and replaced him with Tig Nagaro for the entire film. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that the um the zombie one? Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. That's <laughs> so um, much work. So they should put her in this film as well. <laughs> isn't that guy, is he from you? Yeah, and he yes. played like a sex pest rapist yeah. in that Come and on, man. turned out to how be the same thing. much? Like how could he have not been sitting there? Like the level of narcissism, hiding in plain sight. Yeah, yeah. It, for him to just be sitting there, just being like, "All oh, this is me," and I'm living in the climate of, you know, I could be find out, and this could ruin my whole life, and to still be that person is like, you're a dog, man. Anyway, mm. let's just put him in the bin. <laughs> He's Justin Bieber's favorite comedian, so uh, says it all. <laughs> I know we don't do these, but I want to do a tenuous of a tenuous. <laughs> um, Fred Armisen's stand-up um, show on Netflix. It's called Stand Up for Drummers. So it's sort of like all geared towards, I actually think the whole audience is drummers. Like he made that on what purpose. Made them all come out. <laughs> um, it, like he did that on purpose, but it, you don't have to be a drummer to enjoy it. It's like lots of music jokes, but other stuff. And he does this amazing thing where he has a map of America and he does all the accents in like, you know, five milliseconds he's changing. Like he's going all over America doing all the accents. He's so great. Like he did like funny shit like that on SNL. And um, yeah, it, it's really good. Uh, have either of you watched it? No. Please watch it, Brendan. <laughs> uh, I might, I might. Oh, please. <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm gonna do a Fred Ar- Armisen tenuous and say everyone should watch Eurotrip where he plays the Miscuzzi guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, How's to watch Fred, the whole Fred, of Eurotrip? <laughs> Fred Armisen played Eurotrip Obama. is a classic. Fred Armisen <laughs> played Obama on SNL. Like, what nationality is he? <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know. Well, he's he's Italian in Eurotrip, so we'll go for that. Well, if we're all doing tenuous on this. <laughs> Fred Arm- It has to be on Fred Armisen, though. Oh, mine was on Adam Fowley, but it was oh. just for you, Paul, as well. Um, have you seen the show that he's in with the guy from Detroiters? What's it called? Uh, I don't, can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a shit tenuous. <laughs> pretty, on. On, pretty on brand, uh, though. Um, all right, so. Lucy, did you enjoy Band-Aid more than Bad Johnson? (laughs) Yes, a thousand times yes. (laughs) Thank God. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both, 
in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Finally, we have myself. I was given the film Singles by Lucy, who recommended it on our Heart and Souls episode. In Singles, a group of 20-something friends search for love and success in a grunge-era Seattle. So, Lucy, why did you recommend this to me? There's very few movies. This is always, there's very few movies <laughs> that I recommend that you haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, I recommended Bed of Roses a while ago, which is kind of like, you know, 90s, like same mm-hmm. sort of universe maybe, and you hated it so much, and I just really wanted to see what you thought of this one. Um, and... I never do this like because I don't have enough time to be organized or whatever. <laughs> so I w- I've watched all the things we've talked about today. Um, uh, so I rewatched this and uh, I just love it. And I actually just would love an opportunity to talk about it, even if you hate it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Bed of Roses was our very first tenuous. Yeah. So that was that's where we started. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you hating me yeah. forever. <laughs> um, so. Uh, I would have definitely watched this film without your recommendation. I've actually gone to watch this a few times and then I was like, it, it's something that Lucy might recommend to me mm. on the show, mm. so I'll just hold off until she does. Mm. So I watched it today and I really enjoyed this movie. Yay! Yay! <laughs> uh, what's with this? We all liked each other's things today. What's <laughs> There's the no fuck's conflict going here. on? Yeah, this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. You know, I know... Uh, like millennials and Gen Zers are obsessed with friends for some reason. I think this is the thing that they should be watching instead. This is kind of like friends with substance. It's that kind of thing, 90s group of friends, romantic entanglements. Great soundtrack. (laughs) But yeah, the soundtrack is great. Mm. Um, The cast is amazing like so many big hitters here and i just thought it had a lot of like what it had to say about relationships and being single and dating felt very relatable and Mm. truthful and i really loved these characters i have a bit of a what happens to one of the characters at the end i didn't agree with at all but other than that i don't think i really had any problems with this film? Which one? So, okay, spoilers for singles. I know Brandon hasn't watched it, but he forgets everything anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so Matt Dillon's character, I think the film wants you to think that he's had like some sort of arc and that he becomes a better person at the end and that it's okay that he gets back with Bridget Fonda, whereas I kind of wanted her to just like never speak to him Go again. And, and date and- Bill Pullman. And Bill, date Bill Pullman, who Come was like on. amazing, like p- a successful plastic surgeon, who was like head over heels with her, who had like, like this beautiful tussle of hair. Like my God, yeah. Bill Pullman in that movie, movie, uh, yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like you know, he gives her that fantastic speech where she, you know, she's going to go get. Um, breast augmentation and he quite talks her out of it because he's like you're perfect how you are and you shouldn't do this Um, for a boy who's obviously like a fucking loser 
Yeah. Also, um, also dated that guy. Dated that guy. Dated that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Kira Sedgwick and um, Campbell Scott as like the other couple, like just so much chemistry. I just mm. wanted them together so bad. Um, I know. There's. I have seen this movie so many times. I was watching it and like basically doing the whole thing to Adrian. You know, he's in that phone box and he's going, you belong. He's like screaming down the phone with me. And everybody thinks it's a toilet and they're banging on the door outside. He's like, it's not a bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So you watch it with Adrian? Um, he missed the start because uh, he was doing some work. But um, yeah, yeah he, he finished it. Yeah. And what was his overall thought? Yeah, he thought it was good. And he was yeah. like, every time I watch a movie with you for this fucking podcast, it's awful. <laughs> uh, and so it was good. Yeah, because it's one of your recommendations. Yeah. Yes. It's totally, we would have watched it, you know, at some stage anyway. And I just yeah. have to say, you know, the two friends, um, is it Kira or Kyra? Sedgwick. Kira. Sedgwick uh, and her, her bestie, her bestie says, if you get married, will we still go out dancing? And then it just cuts to them at a club. And I love that this is like the 90s version of like, you know, going to the club. It's like they're going to see Pearl Jam. (laughs) And she goes like, you know, screaming over the music, we will always go out dancing. And it's State of Love and Trust playing by Pearl Jam. That is my religion. My sister and I, (laughs) that's like a thing that we say to each other. And I love that song. And Paul, I don't know if you know this or if you looked it up, but like Pearl Jam are in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many amazing cameos. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I did notice Tim Burton's uh, in that. He's only like the next Martin Scorsese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just is like so of the moment, but um, definitely doesn't feel dated. Like it's such a, like you could see someone making a film about the 90s and it being this. Yeah. If that makes sense, yeah, I I just had a really good time with it. Yeah, I'm so glad. Does this uh, kind of back and forth make you feel like you want? Yeah, to watch it I'm, I'm like, oh, I feel like I missed out on something. I'm, I was, I was... <laughs> truly going to message you, Brendan, going like, I know you've got heaps of uni assignments, but I really think you would like this movie too, and I wish you could talk about it because I was sh- so sure that Paul wasn't going to like it, and I was like, I just want someone to rap so about this movie with me. But Paul, Paul's watched it. Paul liked it, so it's all good. Well, yeah, uh, yeah I've already. It's a. I as you guys are talking, I like put it in my like watch list on letterbox so yeah <laughs> yeah i i don't know if it's my favorite cameron crow movie like i think almost famous would probably be still above this yeah but so it's good. definitely like it's up there it's really good so would i put this above heart and souls oh tough <sighs> that's hard like heart i'd have to say heart and souls is above this mm. also um r.i.p uh, Charles Grodin, who died yeah. uh, this week. So um, mm. you'll be in our hearts and souls. Um, uh, but Ooh, we've been waiting terrible. all week for that one. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I think I'll have to put Heart and Souls above this, but I still would heartily recommend this film. All right. So that was a successful tenuous swap. I feel like next next oh. one has to be bad. <laughs> to make up for it. <laughs> you got it, Paul, because I've got you next. <laughs> oh, no. So what have you got in store for me? Oh, well, I, I, well, I guess that makes my decision because I was like, I do actually want to give Paul something that I think he would really love and I would like to talk about. Um, 
So you can still do that. There's no problem with doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You made it very clear, Paul. No. Um, nah, I'm joking. I'll do that anyway. Because literally, looking through all my recommendations, they're all solid choices. I don't know how I could punish you. <laughs> Uh, so I am giving you The Kid Detective Oh awesome I've been wanting to watch this Yay (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah that's the um, Adam Brody film from last year Mm. About like a hardy boy Who grows up and is trying to solve a murder Yeah I've heard really good things So where is that one available Somewhere or I think you have to rent it Which we all we Every every one of these movies we do Well we (laughs) do maybe not you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was I was wanting to give it to to Lucy, but I do feel like Paul deserves <laughs> to throw oh, a few wait, little it morsels, you know. <laughs> no, 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 like it, I I think it was particularly because it's got Adam Brody. He'll be excited to watch it. So, mm. all right, so uh, Lucy, what are you giving to Brendan? Um, so I'm going to get Brendan to watch um, my octopus teacher because I feel like. It's sort of in the same vein as Chasing Bubbles. It's mm-hmm. sort of, so I think it could be something that Brendan could enjoy. And also like it won the Academy Award and it looks so great. And I feel like the main character, you know, Brendan loves his like um kind of coming of age, like finding, finding yourself, yourself sort yeah. of thing. This isn't coming of age, like the man is middle-aged. The but octopus he... finds himself. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> um, the guy that that makes it is like a film guy who sort of is having this crisis of whatever. So he goes to the beach, um, and you know, so he's like he's like a film guy. You're a film guy, Brendan. And you love like soul searching and stuff. So yeah, that's yours. Well, I've just I'm about to finish uh, my documentary studies, so I'll give it the full academic. Cool. Anal- analysis. <laughs> Paul, what that would be it, fun. Was it best documentary feature? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it won the Academy Award for that, Brendan. All right, all right. So I've got Lucy, um, and I've been waiting for this for ages. Uh, she's finally going to get to watch Zombies Two. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't she listen to what I just said about? <laughs> Limited time, giving us something good. Well, if you remember, Lucy did not give Zombies One a negative review. She was she was positive on it. And Zombies I listened two- to the the episode where you recommend Zombies Two, and I'll say to Zomb- what 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 Lucy said. Oh no, I, Paul's gonna make me watch it. <laughs> Well, Lucy. you know the way it's super like candy cotton, like it's so saccharine and whatever. Maybe like I can put it on with my kid, like here. It can be on in the background. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know it's, how it's Paul loves viewing. like weird kid stuff for some reason, <laughs> like the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> I'm not alone. All right, but anyway, uh, zombies. Yeah, you know how there's that whole like subsect of um, grown men who like My Little Pony. You know, like those guys the who bronies. like dress up. The like, bronies, yeah. As you're like, you're like and... that, Paul. <laughs> Can you not <laughs> fucking put me in the subcategory with bronies? I don't appreciate that. Why um, in that documentary? Like, why didn't they address the elephant in the room and be like, "This is a weird sex thing for you guys, right?" Like, just. 
touch on why you get a hard on for this. Just just somebody address what's going on here. So can we just like put it out there that I get no sexual pleasure from zombies <laughs> the zombies franchise? I enjoy it Strictly. on an innocent level. Dogs. <laughs> uh so um yeah. I know like you loved her um wig in the <laughs> first movie. This is this movie is essentially an origin story for that wig. So <laughs> um, is it made of werewolf hair? <laughs> you'll have to watch it to find it out. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so uh that should be a fun one. So next time Zombies 2 um, my octopus teacher and the kid detective. That's what you need to watch for uh, your homework for our next tenuous swap. Um, but until next time, uh, you're a piece of shit. You don't <laughs> review us on iTunes. <laughs> and I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas. I was your boy, Brendan, the big bahuna. <laughs> what? I was trying to say kahuna, but with a B. <laughs> no. All right, bye. 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 The Swapcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Two Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.